0: guys welcome back to the ike cast it's i'm chris and i'm here with ike and uh today's uh we're going to be focusing on really just movies apocalyptic movies things that apocalyptic get slash really be in movies
1: yeah hi um this is ike yeah chris we thought you know it'd be good for us to just list some of our favorite more dystopian less apocalyptic i think Type of movies that we've enjoyed. Of course, there's, you know, if it's dystopian, there's an element of an apocalyptic event happening, right? That's um, made society into what it's now evolved into. But I'm going to run through the list. um, And um, after that, we're going to dive into each of the movies. We promise we won't, you know, have a two hour podcast. Um, some some of the movies we might end up going to really wonky on and nerdy on and uh, spend more time on but these are what we think are gems if you haven't seen them we encourage you to see them if you have already seen them but it's been a while they're really good rewatches and if you're like me um, I tend to watch a movie and then forget about majority of it. So it's like watching the movie all over (laughs) and then you can enjoy the whole experience all over again. So uh, I'm going to go right into it. Okay, Chris, Um, in terms of the movie. So these are our list of movies that we've come up with. So uh, that we've enjoyed that are dystopian in nature, Uh, Gattaca, uh, Reign of Fire, Children of Men, Equilibrium, 20 Days Later, World War Z, um, the Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049, although the caveat to that is I, I think most people don't, uh, don't feel that Brit Blade Runner 2049 lives up to um, the original. V for Vendetta, Snowpiercer, the movie, not the series, uh, the Matrix um, movies. But I think out of all of the Matrix movies, the first one was absolutely the best. Um, but we we can discuss that when we get to it, right, Chris? Um, yeah. Mad Max: Fury Road, Extinction, Terminator, the the series, you know, Terminator series. But um, I I don't know. We'll dive into which one we think is more dystopian or fits into this category more. Occupation. If nobody's seen it, it's an Australian movie. A Scanner Darkly, which is an interesting book. Um, And the whole dystopian genre. uh, Watchmen. And then for fun, Zombieland. So um, those are our list. It's about 15, 16 of them. Um, And let's uh, let's just start talking about the first one that we had mentioned, which was Gattaca. That's a... um, That's a that's a movie set uh, that's a you know it's set in the near future and the whole premise about it is that it's about genetic engineering really how the world uh what the world is going to be like if they do you know engage in this genetic engineering and and uh, you know all of the i think the moral issues that come with that type of society
0: yeah so i mean the movie clearly has it goes one way it's about how genetic engineering uh you know like the discrimination of the non genetically engineered the normal people would be uh you know what discrimination they would suffer and and all that sort of stuff but um it comes out clearly on the side of maybe just because your genetics aren't perfect doesn't mean that you you know can't achieve something great right um I do feel the movie's message is very mixed. I do love like the future. I th- I think that's very interesting. I just think that where the movie like where it morally comes down on is it, is kind of mixed. It's like but this wouldn't be a problem for just genetically engineered the guy. It's, it's his parents doing a genetic non-genetic engineered baby to start realizing that they're wrong, having another genetically engineered baby and that it, it's I think the politics of it doesn't quite work, and I feel it kind of goes against the the real benefits of you know good genetics about fixing you know some issues.
1: Yeah, but, but you know, yeah, Chris. But here, here's the thing: I think the the question is, who are we to decide which benef- which features, or which characteristics are better than the other? Right? Well, I, that's
0: the thing, right? They, no one cares about the the. The physical feet you know uh genetic uh characteristics in this movie no one cares about that they care about you know in Gattaca there was a great scene where this one guy played the piano amazingly and then you realize why it's because he has six fingers on each hand. Right? Right um uh similarly like um like no one cares about like this is not the the type of genetic future that the Nazis would have envisioned right it's right. not about looks and appearance. It's about intelligence, strength, durability, stamina, that sort of thing, right? And more importantly, though, it's about medical perfection. In that, you know, they're taking away all these genetic disease. When the main character is born, right away, they go like, "All right, ninety-seven percent chance of this, not you know, this percent chance of that." This, like, they go through right. all the medical issues that he has could have a problem with, right? And I go, like, that's not, if if they just said, hey, listen, we don't care about anything else. We just want him not to, you know, develop cancer in the future, right? I think that's, what can I say? The the movie doesn't deal with the, the, the greater, you know, moral question, which is, if we have the ability to cure disease, because they don't ever focus on the disease part, right? They just focus on the fact that this guy's discriminated against. But he's discriminated against because he has a chance of all these issues and the other people around him do not
1: <laughs> well, well and they see him as weak and inferior to uh, the genetic in- engineered but you see that even the genetically engineered characters in the movie are flawed even though he may be he may be predisposed to xyz issues the main character um you know he he's able to overcome it and that's through his perseverance so is genetic engineering really required i mean you have to have the drive
0: that's the thing though it's his parents handicapped him and then he had to struggle his until his entire life i think the paul while i love the movie i the movie comes into two different things for me it's a great dystopia about how discrimination can occur Mm -hmm. at the same time it's a discrimination that his parents put on him with no regard to, you know, essentially his future. It's it's not like they do it twice. They're not principled people. They right. switch it for their second son, right? And I go like, mm-hmm. listen, I'm sorry, but your parents, you know, kind of gave you this horrible, horrible thing to start off with.
1: Yeah, they were right? jerks. Like, they were we assholes. Want, yeah,
0: <laughs> we, want it, we want to give you a disability, essentially, to mm-hmm. start off with, right? And we want you to struggle, but don't worry. you're, And they had the choice right the, the 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 science was was fair but that being said taking aside that out right you have you know sometimes like there's many other characters in this the main character well non genetically enhanced he interacts with genetically enhanced people all the time and one of them played by jude law right um right. is he has an actual disability yeah Right. right and so and that's the thing genetics though perfect do not ever take into account life (laughs) and so you know this person with perfect genetics is is paralyzed right yeah it's it 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 just goes hey listen doesn't matter how much we perfected on you know before (laughs) it can still all fall apart after you know there's you got to take into account everything else but it brings in an interesting aspect which is hey we can i can essentially run myself off of this guy's genetic code right and get to places i where i need to go and then they have this whole sort of culture of of people using others genetic codes to to be better of people you know taking other people's you know uh, dna in order to scan it for for Uh, uh, how
1: they can scan the system or um right
0: Or even just like socially, like, oh, is this person suitable for dating? All right, let me check his genetic code out, right? Right? Um, You know, so what can I say? Um, It does bring a little class stuff into there because the more rich you are, the greater you can splice up your genes to do, you know, even more stuff, right? Right, right. Um, well,
1: that's it, I'm, and I, I want—I don't want to spend all, um, all our time on Gattaca, so I'm going to keep us going forward. <laughs> going to push, okay. still pushing us so, on there. Okay, but let's, okay.
0: I, I want to give a star rating. Okay, okay. Uh, your your star rating of um, Gattaca, this thing. Uh,
1: well, what's our star rating? One to five, five being one really five. good, I or one it, being.
0: Do you want to do one to ten with points, so you can go like nine point seven or whatever.
1: No, because I didn't think that we would necessarily do a point system. Um, oh, so just
0: so, uh, or, or how about this yay or nay like do you like the movie or do you not
1: i liked it i enjoyed it um
0: all right so even despite my criticism despite, i say yay. It's a yes great movie.
1: despite your <laughs> criticism i still enjoyed it okay yeah. so um the next movie on our list is reign of fire uh, and this is a interesting it's a post-apocalyptic dystopian society where humans are being hunted by Dragons, dragons have come into back into the world, and it's, it's a really odd premise, but it, it is a great movie. Um, it's Christian Bale's in it, and Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I think they both did a really good job. It, I surprisingly enjoyed it so much. I, I mean, it's one of my go-to movies that I watch over and over again, and yeah, it's 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 great um chris i remember
0: remember in the early 2000s right we were heading down to you right and i think we saw it on a billboard and then we also watched it there in the states and what can i say you know for for a a kid at the time watching uh reign of fire dragon apocalypse it was it was the one the dragons have never looked cooler and the effects still hold up to this day yeah
1: and guys remember this is before game of thrones okay (laughs) before we had the you know the tygerian dragons so keep in mind it's like oh my god God."
0: they do so much clever because this is early 2000s right they 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 don't have like a crazy high budget they don't have the computing power to do crazy good effects so you have to get smart
1: and it was very smartly done
0: yeah and so they you know they like they use a lot of darkness they they they, they the dragons are, are very slippery and almost uh you know serpent-like and in, in how they just dodge and evade right yeah you know they do a lot of clever things to make the effects stretch and work and they still hold up to this day right the yeah. fire effects are done practically they, they explain how dragons can breathe, breathe fire in a in a scientifically good way which makes me like holy crap yeah Right. Um. What was it? The the dragons have two glands inside their mouth that spit individual chemicals that once yeah. they combine, like far away from its mouth, it, it turns into napalm and yeah. oxidizes. It. And just, I was like, Jesus Christ! I was like, that's amazing. Um, yeah,
1: it, it was a great movie. I if nobody's if you haven't seen it yet, I'll definitely see it.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean the big thing about it. So in terms of the cast, uh, it's got Christian Bale. Gerard Butler in one of his first roles. Oh, yeah,
1: um, I forgot. Yeah, you're right. He
0: was the um, scientist,
1: or he was his right-hand man, right?
0: Yeah, he was his right-hand man. And then uh, what's uh, Matthew McConaughey. Um, The problem is, is that because this movie didn't do well, Matthew McConaughey's, like, career trajectory from, like, Action Star Mm -hmm. went into, like, rom-coms, and so we lost him for that period. (laughs) Right? Right. And then he got back into drama. But we could have had Action Star you know uh, yeah he was great
1: in it he was absolutely oh, yeah. great in it yeah so yeah. fun movie from beginning to end um absolutely. i don't think there was a uh, i don't think there was really uh, any dead zones within within the movie itself um yeah, it was, it was I, I, j- right that may be slightly slower in pace but rain of fire definitely was on fire um uh, Okay. Uh the third movie uh, that is on our list is Children of Men. And in this movie the premise is that humankind can no longer have children. And the last child was born what like 40 years ago or 50 years ago and was, uh, no, I, I, no,
0: Or was it 20? Yeah, it was like 20. Was okay, like 20, 20 years ago. Like,
1: 20 years yeah. ago. Sorry, 20 years ago. And did he did he die? In the very yeah. So beginning? Like yeah. The, so
0: yeah. The so. movie starts off essentially with because he was the he was baby something, right? I can't yeah. remember what his name. Uh, but he's sort of a huge celebrity because he was the youngest man in the world, right? right. The youngest person in the world, and I believe, um, in the movie, what happened was that he like spit like someone wanted like a picture with him or something, and he spit on them, right? Yeah. And then you know shit just went crazy and he got uh he was killed right and then um, the mob killed the guy who killed him it's supposed to be like this huge thing uh you know like the youngest person in the world just died right yeah and, yeah and he was murdered and, and it starts off with that it's a good sort of little background thing but it's not central to any sort of the plot right the plot, yeah yeah the plot really centers on one guy right, who uses that as an excuse to say, hey, screwed, I'm going to go visit my, fr- I'm going to take a long weekend and visit my, my buddy in the country, mm-hmm. right, he's in the world, and, you know, like, you realize that the dystopia is, is that, you know, because of the issues with, with fertility, because of all these issues, the world has pretty much gone to hell, and yeah. England has essentially stopped allowing refugees into their borders, right, and anytime they catch them, they put them into, you know, essentially, like, deportation camps, right, right.
1: And and the premise is he meets up with his ex-wife who is trying to get this young woman who is pregnant. So this would be the first child born after humankind uh, no longer could have children. Um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's trying to get this young woman, a refugee at that, to a safe ship offshore. Uh, and it's that journey between... Um, you know a, him coming, uh, the, the main character coming uh, to realization, he, there is some hope and something to look forward to. It's Everything has not just gone to the, the pot, um, so to speak. There's a, one scene in there that always resonates with me is when the baby's born. Uh, you're, you're in the middle of a war zone, right? The baby's born and when everybody realizes there's a baby, it's like everybody stops shooting, allows them to leave and then not even 30 seconds later you hear gunshots again
0: like yeah, yeah. i love the, you know, the the pause of it all just like yeah everyone just up, like what the fuck is that like they're like what the hell you know and then yeah you know and it stops and as they exit the building you're pop and then it just goes, goes back to,
1: <laughs> right it's it like insane
0: down. yeah right? like a moment of peace right and then it just goes right back into the fighting right Right. Uh, really good, very good metaphor, very good uh, sort of visual metaphor. but yes yeah, yeah, so children of yeah. men you know about a fertility crisis, about trying to you know save and, and, and figure out how to you know reverse engineer whatever this this person's uh, fertility has is, right like just trying to get it all good um, great movie. I say yay.
1: I say yay as well. Um, did we say okay. yay to Rain of Fire? I think from our enthusiasm, it was given, but yay yeah. for yay, yay Rain to, of Fire, too. Yay,
0: yay to Rain of Fire. So good. All right, next.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next uh, movie on our list is Equilibrium. It's um, set in the future. Okay. And uh, basically, it's, it's about a, it follows an enforcement officer in the future, right? Um, in which, in a future in which any type of feelings or artistic expression, Uh, is out loud and the way that that's um, that's monitored or mitigated is that uh, everybody has to take injections of daily injections of drugs that's going to suppress their emotions because emotions lead to um, anarchy it is really what they're they're saying and the main yeah the lead he misses his dose which leads to him experiencing emotions and leads then, you know, down that rabbit hole of questioning his morality, his actions, you know. Um, uh, and he, you know, and, you know, looking at the society he's helped to maintain, whether it's it's really a, a just society and is that the right thing to do. And he ends up, um, uh, you know... Um, Joining the resistance movement. Uh, the cool thing about it is that there's a lot of martial arts in there, so it's an action-filled movie. With the underlying premise about you know suppression of emotions, what that can do to one if they don't let it out. What do you think, Chris?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, the the, the premise of the film is that you know war is gone. Like we've eliminated all these ales of society involving you know, person on person violence and all these things. And what we've done it through is just suppressing emotions, like a, a world of Vulcans. Right?
1: Yeah. Right. A good. Right? Yeah. Good analogy.
0: Right. It's that's, that's what they've done. But the issue is, is that the emotions are, are always there. You miss your dose. Right. You read a book, right. You do like all of these things, right. They, they can trigger it. And the issue is, is that the suppression of emotion, is it's like, how much have we lost? um in in relation to to everything else especially when you realize as you go on the movie that like a lot of people are not on their freaking meds right yeah right right like it goes like this whole thing is there's got to be some lies here someone not everyone is doing the right thing yeah um and you know considering all of that um what can i say i really enjoyed um the movie i thought the action scenes were really good it, it stars christian bale um right and he's it, it really it's just really good right i, I really like the movie action was good the sort of like dystopian world that it, it lived in was good um all of it no issues whatsoever
1: yeah it, it was yeah. It, it was you know what it was an interesting um take on okay how how do we build a perfect society after going to the brink and really is um it, you know is it worth losing one aspect of you for this utopian society because at some point it's going to break right oh, um so absolutely. yeah it, it was a it's a good movie yay or nay yay, yay. okay well okay so if uh, this is a common theme so if it's on our list most likely it's a yay <laughs> okay um Perfect. i just want to put <laughs> You might find something like, actually, do you want I'm thinking
0: about it. No, it's a door. All right, but let's go.
1: Well, there might be some dissent in terms of what, it may not be your most favorite. And you know what? After this, we'll, uh, instead of doing the rating system, we can say, okay, of the of the list, what three did would you say Nothing you should watch? Okay. Okay. Next one is 28 Days Later. Um, this is a po- post-apocalyptic a zombie movie. Um, Chris, I'm going to let you take the lead on this because um, I'll be honest, this is not one that I have watched, but I will be watching. All
0: right. So 28 Days Later is a Danny Boyle zombie film that uh, he filmed using digital cameras, one of the early films that was using entirely digital cameras. Um, And so because of that, it doesn't look that great because early digital cameras look kind of garbage. Uh, But okay. it, does, it doesn't look that great. But it's early 2000s. It fits with that dystopia thing. It's got that really nice retro weird look to it. And it's a zombie film. But it's part of the new age of zombies. So instead of like the, the, the old, you know, you know the, the, the walking dead, you know, undead things, eat your brains or eat you, that sort of thing. Um, these zombies are uh, infected with something called the rage virus. And they're essentially alive. They're essentially alive, you know. Humans, nothing wrong with them. They just have like super rabies and are incredibly aggressive, right? And they, you know, any sort of blood gets anywhere in your mucous membranes and you're infected, right? You just can't save yourself.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, God.
0: Yeah. There's no, no wonder much- I haven't it
1: watched it. it. I don't yeah. like scary it,
0: movies. It, 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 it is quite scary and brutal at times, and uh, but it stars, you know, Killian Murphy. Uh, well known, uh, Christopher Nolan collaborator in, in his films, uh, also the main character of the show Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Kimmy Murphy, uh, I be- believe, uh, Brendan Gleason, and um,
1: uh, Naomi Harris, uh, I think it's starring,
0: yeah, right? And, yeah, one more uh, who shows up later in the film, uh, Chris, uh, Christopher Eccleston. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, um. Yeah, it stars. It has that sort of cast. It's it's pretty good. It's it's short and sweet, generally speaking. I believe it's like a brisk ninety minutes, right? Um, it's 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 a really good dystopian. However, it is quite you know it's it's a zombie movie and their new version of zombie, you know, involving super fast alive, you know, really like don't worry about headshots. If you shoot them in the chest, they drop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, like they they're living super crazed people instead of zombies. So um, it's interesting. It's a good thing. They made a sequel to it called 28 Weeks Later. I w- wouldn't necessarily recommend that. But so I'm not going to give this a year and A rating. I'm going to say, you know, if you're into this sort of thing, you should check it out. But I know there's a lot of people who aren't, right? So um, it, this is just there in terms of our horror dystopia. Um,
1: right. right. So keeping with um, the zombie theme the next one on our list is world war z and believe it or not i really enjoyed this movie it is a zombie movie but it's not a scary zombie movie it's more a a action zombie movie right
0: yeah Um, so i want i want to hit this one too because i'm up two minds about it and i want you i'm not i'm not going to explain the plot i'll let you do that but This is another movie that follows the fast zombie trend, right? Yeah. It follows the fast zombie trend. It follows the quick infection trend. It follows, um, like, it it does all that sort of modern stuff. World War Z is based off a book. And Mm -hmm. in the book, the zombies are the slow ones, right? It's The book focuses on the idea of long and slow mass attrition, right? It doesn't care about... Oh, there's you know hundreds of these things chasing you. It was like, no, there's a million of those things like right now in New York, and they're moving towards us. We need long and slow attrition. We have the advantage. We can you know like get them from a distance, but it's long, it's slow. There was this thing in the book called the Battle of Yonkers, right? Uh, you know, and that was yeah. a seventy-two hour long battle, right? Against right. just waves of undead. Um, point being is that the movie takes a different direction all right it's yeah. not like the book that could be a criticism however i really enjoy where the movie goes <laughs> and,
1: yeah um, i would disagree with you chris i don't think it's a criticism that it's slightly yeah. different but go on sorry
0: yeah. it's a criticism because i go like the its source material was already you know great why didn't they do that but what they replaced it with was something they like this is pretty good too um right so i'm not going to complain that we got something different but good right? I'm, I'm fine with that, right. right? You don't need to be close to the source material as long as you give me something really good in, in return.
1: Which, I, um, which they did. So the premise um, of this movie, um, and it stars Brad Pitt, wh- who I think did a really good job in it. I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, I like Brad Pitt as an actor, but I don't necessarily like all of his movies. So I did enjoy... Because I'm not one of those people. If I like you as an actor, no matter what, I'm gonna enjoy your movie or say, yeah, the movie was the best. (laughs) I'm not one of those um, fans. So it's about a former UN investigator who had retired and is now spending time with his family. Um, He get, you know, the starts off with he's stuck in this like you know urban gridlock, um, traffic jam, and he starts seeing something's happening because it doesn't seem like a normal traffic jam, right. There's, you know, and, um, and what, what he does is, and this is a clever way of saying he, you know, as he's trying to get his family to safety, he's watching what's happening too. And so he, in his head, he's like starting to figure out, okay, something massive is coming down and he's able to see from the time of, you know a, a person getting bit to uh, actually you know turning completely turning into a zombie how long it takes and that becomes really important throughout the movie okay um so he's uh, he calls up his uh un boss ex-un boss who tells him look we need you come to this place meet us here and we'll come you know get you uh, because I need you to find out what is the genesis of this virus I guess you know in in COVID-19 world sort of makes sense right
0: yeah so Um, I mean yeah and and like the idea is that he is a former UN investigator who has but he's not a biologist but but he as a UN investigator he's worked in very very harsh and very very difficult um environments right yeah Places that have been active war zones, places, you know, filled with animals and you know, like, you know, he's been around, he knows how to sort of survive and not really survival situations, but, you know, like, keep his head, go through the thing, you know, like, trust the, you know, his, his, his group detachment, like, you know, he's the type of individual, they need that guy to essentially go like, hey, listen, you know, we need you to get our biologist, you know, do our work, you know, get him in, get him out, you know, work with the team, you know, make the calls, Right, you're the guy who can help us investigate. You could, you know, figure out the genesis of this virus, right? Because once we get the genesis right. of it, we can find a way to, you know, try to stop it or something,
1: right? right. and it's his um, journey that we're following. He goes from the U.S. to was it Korea to um, Israel. So,
0: yeah, you know, so let, let's yeah, let's go through it. So it's he's in New York, right, and then he gets to. Jersey, and then from Jersey he goes. No, to... no,
1: actually, I think it's Philly. He's in Philly, goes to oh, Jersey. Yeah, he's, in, Jersey. Philly. Yeah. he's yeah. in Philly, gets to Jersey, Newark, Jersey City area, yeah. gets lifted or rescued onto him and his battleship. family.
0: Yeah. yeah, gets onto a battleship, battleship to North Korea, to to the South South Korean DMZ. Yeah, right. Um, to uh, where the the earliest indication of the virus was given in a memo right yeah and there unfortunately the their major scientists who will help them fix this issue dies so they're like all right well mission sort of scrubbed. we kind of failed right but they get a piece of information from a guy uh on the south korean side who's a cia agent going yeah. like you know you know hey why is it that you know israel all of a sudden you know walled up their entire city built the, the thing you know a week before all this shit went down yeah right And he gave them a name, and they make their way to Israel, right, where they get some information, which was that Israel monitors intelligence all around the world, and part of the intelligence that they got was um, an indication of a firefight in India, right, against, um, you know, demons or undead, right? Like something, and he goes, like, that makes no sense, and everyone dismissed it. But as part of, you know, uh, the military and defense tradition over there. They have, if everyone dismisses something, someone has to assume that it's right because, you know, just in case. Right. Right? Yeah. And so they built the walls and they got lucky. And, but they go like, all right, but there's no goddamn way we can get into India right now. Right. 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 So um, that's, you know, that's where it is. Um, This movie has been, this movie is really known for actually having one ending. That was really, really, really bad. And then they scrapped it and they filmed a whole new one. Right. Okay. And so the the switch off, you don't realize where the switch off is, but the switch off is actually in Israel when they have to escape it. Um, The switch off. Oh,
1: really?
0: Yeah. The switch off is when they get into the Belarusian air uh, jet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because it's supposed to go and turn to Russia. The original ending was they go to Russia Right, uh, they're all conscripted into, um, they're all conscripted into the Russian sort of military service, right? And it's just him for years fighting in Russia, and because it's cold there, the zombies are slow, right?
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Um, and then he eventually escapes. The third act is him escaping after some years, uh, making his way back to uh, to family. the United States, yeah, and find realizing that essentially that the, the in hotter weather. The zombies are mobile. if we can get them to cold weather you know survive the winter we can take them out in the winter because they slow down significantly
1: Great. right right um,
0: that was the original ending it did not test well <laughs> apparently they reshot it the new ending well, i'm
1: glad they did liked.
0: yeah the new ending i particularly like they get into the belarusian air and then they go all right listen we, we have this problem of what we've noticed throughout the entire movie, because they added this in, right? Throughout the entire movie, anyone who is sick or ill or looks something wrong with them, right? Zombies just run past them.
1: <laughs> right. So you have to pay attention to, the, to his character because his character as the investigator is noticing these things that others yeah. don't. And it's because of those that he creates this premise, um, yeah. okay, so um that's um that's a movie. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, won't let you know how it tested, figured out um, the whole bit, but um definitely a yay to watch and yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead of schedule and say this is one of my favorite movies. I would watch it again, highly recommend it. I, okay, I so that's my number end. one. Well, okay, probably. you can wait to the end, but as you can say I really liked it. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um the next uh, one that we're going to discuss is Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner ri- the original um one with uh with Harrison Ford and then I want, the- you, I
0: want you to discuss Blade Runner in depth because I want to discuss 2049 in depth. All
1: right? Because oh, this is where we have oh. a different.
0: Episode. Exactly. Don't,
1: really, just,
0: just, just focus on just focus on uh, Blade Runner for now, right?
1: Wow! So I did not expect you to say that you want me to do a, dive, a deep dive. Thank you so much for um, thank you for so much, like you know, throwing it at me. Okay, so Blade Runner, the original, I came out in 1982, directed by Ridley Scott. The sequel is uh, genetic, directed by is it what's oh, Who's the the director, Chris, uh, for Blade Two? Chris. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that, that, that's Chris will talk about it when he gets when it's his Are turn. You? Okay, so it's a, so the, the movie is set as a, in a dystopian future, um, Los Angeles in twenty nineteen. We're just past twenty nineteen, and it's not our future, okay. but. That, remember this is 1982. It's a it's a world in which synthetic human known um, humans are known as replicants. Um, they're bioengineered f- to work in sp- uh, to work space colonies, and a fugitive group of those advanced replicants uh, escape and come back to Earth. And there are cops who are mandated to hunt them down. And so, yeah, later, so, right. So, uh, Harrison Ford's character is a burnt-out cop who uh, has to uh, hunt them down. And it's a, again, his character is a character that goes down the the rabbit hole of following the leads until he gets to the um, to the leader of the the replicants. Okay, so okay. that's um, that's the whole premise of it. And while he's he goes through that search, he you know, he uh, meets a replicant woman who he falls in love with, and at the end of the movie, we don't know does he go with her, what's happened to him, but we there's assumptions that are made, and I know I'm like, you know, really, um, I am. You're yeah. Very, very worried about it, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I, the yeah, thing so. is, the, I found the movie was, um, so Blade Runner is good visually, it's an interesting concept, uh, Rutger power he he was the lead replicant leader of the replicant replicants um who the fugitive replicant group he was amazing it's a, it was a very different type of world so the visuals are really good but uh it's just such a slow-paced movie that you really have to be vested into it um chris yeah. you were going to talk about blade runner 2049 49. so it's 50 years later
0: yeah, so Blade Runner 2049, um, so you made the remark that, you know, it, it's not really well liked, and I would argue that there's, because at the time, also, Blade Runner wasn't really well liked, right? But right. Um, considering all that, right, what I would argue about, um, sorry, 2049, is that it continues on the the, the very important sort of, Blade Runner is... is takes a lot of time and questions of morality and sort of ethics and, and large scale sort of philosophical issues involved with, you know, artificial life, right? And, and, you know, the idea of memory, the idea of, you know, there was a major mystery within the first Blade Runner, which was the main character, is he or is he not a replicant? Because they introduce a replicant who doesn't know that it is a replicant. It thinks it's a person. Mm-hmm. Right. Right this continues that idea, they go like, and, and they move forward, right, with 2049, the new idea of the replicants. And the reason why this universe is different uh, to ours is mainly because the Soviet Union never fell. <laughs> uh, they're still the Soviet Union that this, But it's, it's a horrible, it, dystopian drag future. It looks, you know, disgusting, but not just, it, it's just like ultra techno, ultra, you know, brutalist, very it's a very interesting sort of scheme and design they did for it. I would recommend these movies because they're atmospheric um, and they do require investment. But I think that when you get into these deeper conversations in, in a movie with, you know, large scale topics that we are, you know, haven't had time to address yet. These are good philosophical starting points. So Blade Runner 2049 and Blade Runner, I would say I would recommend wholeheartedly. In fact, I've bundled them together and I'm going to do what you did with the last one blade runner and blade runner 2049 goes on my list of must watches.
1: Okay. All right. Well, good. I'm glad to see, (laughs) um, I, yeah, if you're going to watch them, watch them both together. I, I personally found blade runner 2049, a slightly faster pace than, um, the original. Um, but I think they, they, um, Denis Villeneuve, he continued with the with the environment, the world that had been created. I think that was one, you know, the questions was would he be able to do that, Um, and he has. So yeah, I they're good movies, but all right,
0: Denis Villeneuve, right? Yeah, he's him and him and uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Bradley Scott. No, no, him and that Christopher Nolan. Are, oh, Christopher are,
1: Nolan.
0: Okay. one of my favorite, uh, you know, living directors today.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. And so yeah, those you know those guys really kill it. Uh. All right. Let's uh, move on to the next one.
1: Okay. The next one is V for Vendetta. Mm. Um. And um. It's set in a dystopian, uh, UK where. Um, the government is always watching you sort of in a was a 1984 type of way. Right. Yeah. Um, and it follows the journey of um, the main character who meets up with the vigilante who wears a Guy Fawkes uh, mask and um, the it's really it follows uh, where london ha- is now a police state it's occupied by a fascist government and a vigilante uses terrorist tactics to fight the oppressors of that world in wow. which he now exists and yeah. uh, and he saves a young woman from secret police and, um, in saving that he finds that he's got an ally in his fight against England's oppressors, so it's that's what v for vendetta is it's that uh relationship between the main character v um and the uh the young woman that he um he finds it was it was a, yeah i mean it's not a bad um movie you know it's um a, you see the, the relationship. It's um, visually, it's very, very, it's very nice. Um, these are, V for Vendetta is from the same creators of the Matrix series. Um, so you know that you're going to get a really good, you know, visual experience Yeah. in the
0: movie. Um, v for Vendetta as a comic is based on, uh, what, as a movie, is based on the comic of uh, the same name. Yeah. And a major aspect about the, the comic, right, is that, um, is that it, it follows, it came out in the 80s and it follows sort of 80s rise of, of, of right-wing, you know, ultra-fascist sort of sentiment in the UK, which is now also happening again all around the world. But
1: <laughs> The comics is in the 80s, the movie itself yeah. is in, the movie I think was yeah. in 2005,
0: 2005 yeah. right? Yeah, you know, the movie was in two thousand five, but it's based off of a comic in the eighties with the eighties time, sort of basing it, and then it matches it similarly to uh, our current time, right? To to, to hit it off, um, it's a. I, I really enjoy the movie. Um, it's a, it it works on. It looks at all the ideas of what it takes for a fascist society to 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 occur, right? In a place where we, I often hear this: "It'll never happen here," right? And I go like, uh, "Don't say that," right. Um, you know I'd be like it almost happened here or it did happen here right or whatever
1: well I think um, you can say it can't happen. well it's it can't happen here or it can't happen to me and yeah. that gives you a false sense of um, safety Absolutely. which doesn't exist you have to always be vigilant because it's very easy for your freedoms to be taken away and sometimes they're taken away really slowly you know they're chipped away until you realize you don't have them um, but you have to be vigilant yeah, against that, um, that that's was great. yeah. I don't know if that was a political absolutely. political politicalization of the movie or not, but I think that's one of the premises behind it is that you have to be vigilant. Absolutely,
0: but uh, yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed the movie. I think that it's uh, I think that it does its job very well. It's more engaging than uh, it's it's a very engaging movie because it's it's, it's action based and you know it it stars uh, Natalie Portman and uh, Hugo Weaving. Right. And yeah. so generally speaking, it, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, that's a yay for me. Um, I'm not sure if I want to put it on my list of top three yet or, or three recommendations, but I enjoy it. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you, really, so that's two that you've selected now.
0: No, I, I said, I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
1: Oh, you're not <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, the next one is snow, pure, snow okay um it stars um chris evans and um they most recently have started a tv series of the same name okay and um it's again a american post-apocalyptic um dystopian um world um and it's uh, and really it's a uh it's an interesting premise. It's um, it's set in so some event has happened um, created by you know uh, humanity strife with each other. Uh, it's set about.
0: I, I actually want to hit this one. I think I think I can. Uh, oh, do you?
1: Okay, yeah. you go for it. All
0: right, so, Snowpiercer is a unique film where it follows a a crisis of climate change, and the solution is to essentially just cool down the planet by, you know, like losing a chemical into the air Um, that works for all of like six seconds before it essentially puts the entire planet into a deep freeze. (laughs) Right. And so the the planet is essentially, you know, like freezing and, you know, during this time, during this freeze, during all this thing, um, a a man named Wilford, right. Created a, a perpetual motion engine attached to a train, built a track that circumnavigates the world and he calls it snowpiercer and the lucky few people who got onto it right are on this train that never stops you know that's you know a fully closed ecological system within it that can provide its own food its own like you know and and it will never need to stop it is just this train you know doing revolutions around the planet right and the people within it are the lucky few who get to live everyone else froze and so all of humanity now is on this train, you know, from, from engine to tail. Okay.
1: Right. So, And in that train, the closer you are to the engine, um, the higher you are in terms of ranking and the quality of life and uh, closer you are, or you are in the tail, um, the worse, you lower you are in terms of the 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 status in within society and this right exactly so so this is a this is a journey from tail to the engine okay so there's an uprising at the tail end and you watch the characters go through the different class sections as they rebel against um, the elitism that's happened.
0: Absolutely. And okay. The movie uses great visual language to essentially going from left to right the entire time. Yeah. You know, forward. And it uses that visual language. It never, You never get sort of like lost. Uh, the concept, and it's got, the strange thing is, and I, I don't know how to do it. So it's based off a French comic. Yep. Right. And then it is made by a Korean film director with Korean actors, but also has English actors in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And it's, it's it's it is a unique thing because it's, I looked at Snowpiercer and watching it like this is only a this is a movie that only could be made in Korea, but because he used you know American actors, British actors, because he used this wide cast, he's made it so that you know it's accessible to everyone else around around him. Yeah. Right. It's it's essentially a, like a Korean film for America. In Korean films, if you're if you're unaware, they're incredibly great but super complex and long. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, but Korean filmmaking is, is definitely one of the best out there. Um,
1: I agree. Right? And you know what, saying that I want to throw something in. I didn't even like when we were first talking about the different movies, train to Busan, another oh. Korean movie, right?
0: So, all right. Well, I want well, to I train could, both are trains. All right. And I'll, I'll call this, uh, the double feature, but yeah. Snowpiercer as a movie, right. Um, Very, very. uh, I would say it's very good. It's uh, you know it focuses on the idea of class in a very, very strict and rigid environment, so that it doesn't get the metaphor doesn't get lost, right? Or where you go, what about this? The environment and the rules are so strict that the class metaphor that they're putting on in this works. It doesn't falter. It doesn't break. It's a very interesting sort of thing, and it goes from one one point to the end. All right. Now I say this is a yay. Right yes, and I say
1: yay, yeah, as well yeah.
0: I want you to talk about Trader Busan
1: okay, so this is a hidden gem that um, Chris told me about, and um, I just watched it earlier this year i I mean I'd seen it, but I wasn't sure what it was, right, and it is a it's a zombie movie slash I would say snow piercer type of, I, it's it's a really great movie. So um, before I go like completely like, uh, and nobody can pay attention to what I was saying or follow. So Train to Busan, it's, um, it's a father who, you know, is left to raise his um, daughter, struggles to raise his daughter with his mom. And he's taking his daughter, he's supposed to take his daughter, I think, to his ex-wife uh, who lives in a different city. And, um, so, you know, it starts off with him picking up his daughter, them going to the train station and traveling to this train station. But while en route to the train station, you hear in the background, something's happening, you know, there's infection happening or people are reacting in a negative way, but you and the main character don't pay attention really too much. Right. They get onto the train um and they're waiting for it and on this train the um an infected person also is so they're um on this train uh heading towards uh on tr- route to Busan and um they become infected and as they're on the train they realize what's happening outside uh, that um, South Korea is being overrun by zombies and slowly you see that it make the realization that the train itself has become infected. So it's following the father trying to take care of his, ta- protect his daughter while fa- falling, um, or while, um, you know, trying to move away from the, the zombie horde that's moving. And it's very clever the way they did it. Like the zombies, they react to sound right? yeah. So it's the sound that makes, that triggers them. And, uh, even I think, is it sight too? Because they, at one point they were, uh, papering everything too, but sound is what triggers it. And, uh, it's, you see the journey of this father who's protecting, um, his daughter and yeah. with him is a group of, um, uh, like-minded individuals who are trying to protect their loved ones. You've got, um, you know, you've got a couple who's expecting their first child, and the husband's trying to protect his wife and his unborn children. There's separation of the characters as well, so it's a really well done movie. You're constantly at the edge edge of your seat, and it's action packed, action packed, and you know it continues to deliver. What I love about I think South Korean movie makers is they don't give you the traditional what you would expect as an perfect ending
0: oh yeah no um they 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 love to leave things either ominous or or in um in a way that's like bittersweet right yeah um that's the way and what can i say so but those two movies i'm going to call a double feature and um you know watch them as you can snowpiercer
1: train to busan yeah, I, and I'm sorry about the double p- uh, feature, guys. Um, I, while Chris was talking about Snowpiercer, it just popped in my head that another great train movie is a Train to Busan, and yeah. I believe they're working on a sequel to it.
0: They are. It's not really a true. it's not going to be a train thing, but it's going to. It's sort of like a side story within the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. So next one. How many more do we have left? Well,
1: yeah, we've got. Um... We've got about seven, but we can go through the rest of them um, pretty fast. Uh, Matrix. Uh, So you and me have both used our two, right? Um, Make the Matrix. If nobody has seen the Matrix series, guys, you guys have to because there's something wrong there. (laughs) If you have not seen it. The Matrix has been uh,
0: added, I think, to the Library of Congress, like you know, essential movies list
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an essential movies list, okay, yeah. um with all three of them uh, it's uh, set in a world run by machines, um and it's got part one, part two, part three, and now we're gonna have part four follows um the journey of uh, one man who is considered to be the one to deliver. Uh, the human society um, out of their their fear of the machines uh, into you know a world where they can prosper uh, yeah. you know I do summarize it just yeah. really quickly right there 's a lot of action there 's a lot of philosophical discussions. Um, I think it was uh, the second or third movie. I have to say the conversation with the architect. Was like I don't even adjust that I'm falling asleep. So there's
0: that 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 part in the second movie part a lot of things, but I always say, listen, watch the Matrix trilogy. There's something to be gained in there, even if you know you may not like it. But the first Matrix movie is just downright perfected. It's yes. you know it's the story of the Buddha with machine guns. It's like oh my god,
1: <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, the Matrix is I must see. But I yeah. would, I would, I wouldn't put that as my top three because it's more of a must yeah. see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that, Mad that Max. To that yeah, I'm yeah. gonna move to the next one, which is Mad Max: Fury Road. All right, I'll do this one. Mad okay. Max:
0: Fury Road is a continuation, side story, completely different universe. I, who knows the nature of the wasteland and the stories? It's a, it's a, it's a movie within the Mad Max cinematic universe, uh, originally starring Mel Gibson, but Fury Road now stars. Um uh what was his name? Uh,
1: who?
0: uh the main character who plays Max.
1: Who oh, Yeah, um yeah, this he played Venom. <laughs> why yeah. why why is this like uh the
0: guy who played Venom and, and and Bane Tom Hardy. There you go, Tom
1: Hardy
0: Yes, Tom Hardy. Yeah. yeah Play played by Tom Hardy, uh there on in it. Um as uh as a, a new character it is a really good sort of post-apocalyptic high octane movie it uses visual language rather than dialogue right yeah. to a lot of its points across it's a beautifully shot movie nonstop action there was a point where i was like did i breathe did i stop breathing for like five minutes
1: right right
0: <laughs> um because it just it, it's what can i say it's got one sort of methodic, you know midway stop point and then goes right back into the action um Great sort of indication of how the universe because there's not a lot of dialogue, because you know I think the main character says like a grand total of like you know, fifty words <laughs> in the entire yeah. movie. Yeah. It, it relies on its visuals and its visuals are spectacular. I would recommend this. I'm gonna add this to my list, Mad Max Fury Road, along with the Blade Runner thing. Those are right now two of my slots are filled. Blade Runner and Mad Max Fury Road.
1: Okay. And uh, Okay. All right um mine was world war z and um snow piercer slash train to busan i thought That's both good, really really yeah. good we
0: got one okay we got
1: one more yeah we each got one more okay the next one is um extinction it's a netflix movie um it so the premise behind it is that um, it's about a father who's getting a recurring dream vision uh about the losses of his family um you know, while he witnesses like an alien invasion, it's really confusing. I have to admit, uh, I was confused for, I would say, um, two thirds of the movie. But it, t- if you can sit through the confusion, it all makes sense. And the, I don't want to give the back. I don't want to give the ending away. But basic, uh, just think of it as it's a cycle. It's a cycle of invasion between one species and the other um and the cycle continues um at the end okay but it's really watching uh so you're trying and why i say you should watch it is because you as a viewer you're trying to piece the 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 pieces together so if you're not one of those who wants to spend a lot of time trying to figure it out this may not be the movie for you but um i Sometimes you like to, you know, figure out if I'm in the mood for it. And so this was one of those movies. Okay. All right. Uh, Yeah. The next one is uh, Terminator. Um, Now, do we want to talk? Is there a particular Terminator movie that you think is more dystopian over the other?
0: I'm going to talk about the franchise. Okay. Okay. I think it's best to talk about the franchise. This one is not eligible for your best on list unless you're talking about one specific movie in it. Right. Yeah. but, yeah, so we'll talk about the Terminator franchise, which ones to avoid, which ones, you know, not. When it comes to the Terminator franchise, the first one is, is great. The second one is great. Yep. They remade the third one, like, four different times now. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Terminator 3, and then there was Terminator Genesis, then there was Terminator Salvation, then there was Terminator um, uh, Dark Fate. All of them are yeah. essentially just continuations from two. They all are technically the three-point, right? Right. It's, they're all within the threes. So um, Salvation is quite dystopian, and I liked it, but, you know, that's one thing. Uh, Dark Fate is a pretty interesting movie, but it, it suffers from just franchise fatigue. Terminator 1 and 2 are great. I bet everyone's seen Terminator or knows about it. So, you know, t- yeah. keep your discretion. You know, really good sort of movies if you choose the right ones. Um, So, yeah, let's continue on from there. I don't think there's anything else we can talk about.
1: Okay, yeah. And I'm just going to agree with you that Terminator 1 and 2 was uh, by far the best of the movies. Okay, I wasn't really a fan of uh, Terminator Genesis Salvation, uh, okay. Um, And Dark Fate, I I still sort of you know, thinking about it. Um, uh, what I enjoyed Linda Hamilton. Okay, so uh, just Fate. because I Linda...
0: I just think yeah, that it, you, fatigue has, has hit.
1: Yeah, it probably has, but um, if I had to choose with the, you know, the 3.0s, I probably would choose Dark Fate over Genesis or Salvation, and part of it is because, you know what, Linda Hamilton is on it.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay, right. and right. I liked what they did with um sorry, I, I liked what they did with the Terminator character in Dark Fate. Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, so the next one is um occupation. Chris, I don't know if you've seen this. I have uh, not. Okay. So it's um it's an Australian movie. It's set in I think the outback. I, I'm not even sure which part of Australia it is. I, I did watch it because uh, again, anything which is science fiction seems to have somewhat of a good um, description. I will tend to tap into. Okay, so occupation. Why am I? Why is this on my list uh, or our list? The reason why it's on the list is this is a non-Hollywood movie or take on that alien occupation type of genre type of movies right and um so it's i found it interesting the way hollywood does it and how a non-hollywood production team would do it uh if that makes sense and um there's a there's a lot i think um that could be done better i think they try too hard but i think i put it on the list because i think you know what it's something different um Done it trying to emulate a already tried and true, um, tested type of formula, but did sort of fall. But I think there they it was a good effort, okay. Um, the the next one is a scanner darkly. That's a um, a, how'd you put it, Chris? A drug dystopian, yeah, a drug world?
0: dystopian, culture. yeah. So, yeah. the way it is, <laughs> a scanner darkly. Lead- a Richard, uh, Richard Linklater film, and it's unique in that it uses—I um, uh, can't remember the the process—but essentially, it's it's they film the movie digitally, right? Um, yeah. And then they uh, and then they essentially go over and they they draw over and they, they they create essentially like this like like drawn frame of 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 what they shot, and because it uses the different colors, it has this really weird sort of like comic booky effect but it looks like the main characters and it's, it's it looks like actors right but yeah. it's got this weird drawn effect to it and it's because it's supposed to look like a drug trip
1: right, right? okay yeah the
0: whole movie's supposed to be like a drug trip where things are constantly changing in size or or the lines are not quite straight like something it's supposed to emulate that and it's about a future right where the drug war has gotten so significant that there is this new super drug out there that's hooked a whole ton of people and their solution to it is they're up the drug enforcement and, but drug enforcement agents have to be so deep cover now that even other drug enforcement agents can't know who they are. Right. So they, they, when they're at work at their office, you know, giving in the reports, they're wearing stealth suits, which constantly hide their identity. Right. And so these agents don't know who they are in the field. They're not they're not able to, to do anything to, to, to harm it. the, anonymity is the key thing but on top of this anonymity is right is a world where everyone is being scammed right everyone is constantly being watched right so you have truly anonymous people able to do horrendous things undercover as part of their cover right versus people constantly being watched and also the privacy of 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 the police It's, it's 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 very very you know strange with all the different things it goes through but the main thing is is a drug dystopia where the nature of the drug war has infiltrated every aspect of society, right? What is, you know, what is real to a mind that's going slowly insane because of drug abuse, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, very interesting dystopia. And I feel this is the sort of like, this is the dystopia that I look for because it's about how a person who's normal is in the system and try- and not even how they can change it. Right, just how they experience it, right?
1: Yeah,
0: right, like there's always heroic stuff about people, you know, changing the system or attacking the system, but very f- few often, and you see this a lot more in books like 1984, like A Brave New World, like uh, you know, Slaughterhouse Five and, and everything else like that. It's about a normal person experiencing something completely surreal and then trying to make sense of it, right? And this does it yeah. through the lens of. of of the drug war and of this weird drug dystopia that has occurred in the future. Um, I This is a really good movie. I say yay.
1: I agree with you. Um, it is a really good movie. Um, oh, yeah, yeah and reason. it's different.
0: Uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Keanu, uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, uh, Winona, Winona Ryder. Rider. Right? Uh, yep. All within the movie. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, it, has
1: a, it has a really good cast too, strong also cast. Also,
0: secret, secret Alex Jones cameo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So uh, that was A Scanner Darkly. Darkly, uh, and uh, we've got two more, and I think they're going to be pretty um, fast ones. Uh, the first one is Zombieland. Uh, it's, a, it's in the same vein of, uh, you know, zombie movies, except that it takes a more humorous look at a world gone crazy from zombies um and it, it has uh woody harrelson um uh, help me here with the um the actors the
0: woody harrelson emma stone abigail breslin yep. Eisenberg.
1: yeah that's it <laughs> sorry um it's been a yeah going through all of these movies um so, Zombieland is a good one. Do you want to add anything to it other than that it is a... It's a zombie a, a,
0: comedy. That's. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any more you need to add to it. Like, you take in what you do with this sort yeah. of thing.
1: Well, right? You okay, give yourself so,
0: over to it, you'll take a lot out of it.
1: Right. So, it's a zombie comedy road trip. How's that? <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay. Yeah. Enjoy
1: uh, it. Yeah. And the last one is um, Watchmen the movie, not the show. Okay. okay.
0: All right, so I'm going to talk about this because I'm a huge defender of this thing. <laughs> I,
1: I like the movies, but feel free, go for it.
0: All right, so mainly, uh, do you want? I guess it shows our colors. We're Zack Snyder fans, man. Just how it is. Yeah. All right. I like Zack Snyder's visual storytelling a lot. I think visuals in a in a visual medium are incredibly important. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. so sometimes he doesn't get the story quite right, or sometimes his stories can be seen as very simplistic. Watchmen is one of the most complex stories ever. And he took what I would say unfilmable as a two-hour movie, right? Yeah. He made it work, right? And then, so, Watchmen, the movie, is based on the comic book, a graphic novel that came out in the 80s, and it also takes place in the 80s. Yeah, It is about uh, a world where superheroes existed. They're mostly people. There's one actual superhero with powers. Uh, They existed, They've been outlawed because of uh, of a political act, right? And, you know, most of them retire. A few of them, you know, work for the government. One of them stays as a vigilante. And what they notice is that one of the government heroes, right, in the past, known as uh, uh, Edward Blake, by the name of the comedian, he was murdered, right? And mm-hmm. the uh, the vigilante superhero who stayed as a superhero, despite the efforts of the government, he was invested. He investigates his murder and goes like, okay, he has this theory that there's someone out here killing all of us old superheroes. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. someone trying to get after us. And then he delves deeper into this conspiracy. And then he finds out his whole presumption was entirely wrong. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: he, yeah, he's not getting it right. There's something that he's, that he was severely missing. Right. With this sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Then, yeah. Um, what can I say? It's it's a great, it's a great movie. It takes a snapshot of the '80s in a really great way. It plays with like alternate, fu- you know, futurism, right? Um, right, all of it, and then it's got tons of just great music and visuals. Watchmen, but here's the problem that happens with the movie: which version of the movie do you watch? Do you watch Watchmen the theatrical cut? Do you watch? Do you watch Watchmen the extended cut, or do you watch Watchmen Ultimate?
1: Okay, so I tend to watch the uh, extended or the director's cut. Yep. Um, I don't know what the ultimate is. I, I don't think I've seen the ultimate, or I might have seen the ultimate, and I just didn't know it was the ultimate.
0: All right, so the okay, so the theatrical cut is like two hours and something, right? Yep. The extended cut is like three, a little over three hours, right? And yep. the, the cut, it's like four hours. Now, okay. I would argue, if you can, just watch the normal extended cut, because the ultimate cut, what it does is it splices in the animated um, tales of the Black Freighter uh, uh, segment. In the comic book, there was like it would constantly go back to this thing called Tales of the Black Freighter, and you know someone reading it. it. It's just a metaphor for what's going on in the movie. But so I would say it's fine to just watch the normal version of it, which just has the theatrical stuff and some extended material and not okay. go into this ultimate one which has spliced in animated segments.
1: Okay, so I will tell you, um, having been given that explanation, uh, Director's Cut is the one that, um, <laughs> that I've watched, okay? And I like to do that because I think um, studios, you know, when they do the theatrical, studios will sometimes compromise or uh, will make the director compromise on his complete vision. We've seen that with Spider-Man v. Batman, right? Or Batman v. Spider-Man, whatever. Batman Um, v. Superman, Spider-Man. Oh, I'm sorry, Superman, you're right. You know what, because I'm thinking of Spider-Verse too, because I want to do one on um, the Spider-Verse.
0: Okay, definitely. We'll we'll talk about that. Okay,
1: sorry, I'm mixing my movies, guys. Uh, apologize for that. Yeah, Batman v um, Superman, but who knows? You know, now that I've set it up in the universe, we might have a Batman v Spider Man movie where there's yeah. a Marvel crossover. Never no, yeah, know. Brothers, okay.
0: Warner Brothers and Disney. Warner Brothers buys Disney. Uh, sorry, Disney buys Warner Brothers. It's over. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> some, some, yeah I, I mean, world can go crazy that way. Um, I, I like director's cuts because they, that's as close to the director's true vision that you're going to get. Um, so, yeah, I saw the Watchmen. If you're going to see the Watchmen, watch the director's cut. I'm not, I don't always, I don't like it where they splice in, you know, um, animation with the, with the movie. Uh, I, I'm not always, I'm not a fan of a, that yeah. for the most part. There might Watchmen be one might surprise part. me, but for the most part, no.
0: Yeah, so Watchmen's director's cut, that's the one I would recommend. And I was thinking about an earlier movie to add to my third, but this okay. is it. Watchmen. Watchmen, I love that much.
1: Right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But we... But this would be a bonus, because we already did our three.
0: No, I did two.
1: Did you re- No, you did not. Right, so you, yeah, wait, Blade you, Runner.
0: You count the double features as three?
1: Yeah, I did.
0: Oh. Okay, fine. Then we both have three. Um, okay.
1: But um, that... that uh, whether it's chris's three or it's his double you know that is you know it's a bonus it's a bonus for me i'll give you chris okay this will be your number three um, um i'm allowed a bonus so if you want a bonus, bonus. throw another one in um, no
0: no, no that, that's that that's fair this will be the bonus okay right
1: all right well on that note um thank you so much everybody for joining in with us uh if you've enjoyed our discussion uh, please subscribe uh, we've uh, got a several more coming up podcasts on our recommendations for movies. If there's something that you want us to um, dive into or talk about, please feel free to um, let us know, um, send us an email or send us um, some, some, uh, some message at, you know, send us a message and we're more than happy to discuss it. Uh, we, some of the topics that are going to be coming up um, that we want to talk about, there's a couple of, um, uh, series that have been released which we want to talk about um there and we'll let you know where you can access them uh, as well here within the u.s canada and europe uh, and um and asia uh, as well okay so uh what those are going to be upcoming podcasts i don't want to give anything necessarily away but please stay tuned because we're going to have a couple more of these where we go through a list of of our you know what we think if you're you know supernatural or sci-fi or fantasy type of movies Um,
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: we're gonna go into genres that we've enjoyed
0: yeah i think maybe next week uh we'll finish up this genre but on the tv side but after that week by week we'll probably talk about both tv and movies within the same genre
1: Yes. I I agree. This time we did split it up next week so it's going to be the same genre but TV movie series and then after that we'll um we'll combine. Sounds <laughs> good. Okay. And on that note, we are going to say um until next time. See you soon. See you guys. Bye.